What's going on? Welcome to the Barbecue Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Big Dan, I'm here with Messy Mike, and we are ready to talk about barbecue, life, family, sports, whatever comes up. Let's get going. Welcome to episode 9. Today we sit down with Matt Messer from Cotton Gin Smokers. If you're not familiar with Cotton Gin Smokers, you need to be. Matt and his team make a couple different versions of high-quality drum smokers, as well as some larger trailer smokers. We talk with Matt about how he got started in the smoker business, uh, how his business has grown over the years, his catering business, their new fire pit, and more. I hope you enjoy this conversation with me, Messy Mike, and Matt Messer. Here we go. There he is. Hello, Matt. How's it going? Not bad. Let's do this. So basically, uh, you know, very chill, very laid back, um, kind of just, um, there's a ton of barbecue podcasts out there. So this one's kind of, you know, getting to know you, um, you know, as a person, as, you know, cotton gin smokers, um, you know, and anything that you want to kind of tell us, um, we've had a lot of firsts on this show. So <laughs> if you want to release something, not a problem. Breaking, breaking but, news. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, very laid back. And, uh, yeah, we're wicked excited to to have you on. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much for for coming on. No, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you do, how you kind of got started in it. Um, you know, just kind of the framework about cotton gin smokers, and then also just about you yourself and a little bit of history, and introduce yourself to the six people that are listening. <laughs> <laughs> so this is live. No, it's not live. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, uh, gosh, man, I, we started cotton gin smokers, uh, 2018 and had two partners. Uh, one partner was my, uh, step brother-in-law down in Mississippi okay. and uh, my stepdad. And we, uh, we started building trailer pits, rotisseries, um, offsets, and we launched at Memphis in May that year. It was uh, a very interesting year, and we uh, we parted ways after a year. I was living in Michigan, and they were living in Memphis and Mississippi. So we uh, we got started on this crazy thing and went to Memphis in May, had a blast, met a lot of people, networked, and um, and then the end of the year we parted ways. James's job took him elsewhere and um i said you know i want to keep the name and we'll see what go what happens from there so somebody challenged me to build a drum smoker i had made fun of them in memphis <laughs> and i saw some people cooking on them and said these guys are cooking on trash cans <laughs> well somebody made that challenge i took the challenge in january of 19 and got 18 hours cook time on my very first cook um, on this really ragtag, ugly drum smoker. <laughs> wow. And I was impressed. I said, I, I don't care if it looks like a trash can or something from Twister. I've heard it all. I've said it all. It's efficient. So I built another one for a friend of mine here locally and then posted pictures on social media and they just kind of snowballed from there. So I was building them in my basement, actually about five feet from where I'm sitting right now. Wow. Um, and wow. drilling them out. This room was an unfinished room 
just a concrete slab. And so I would come down here every night on the weekends and drill. And I'd spend time painting the rattle can. <laughs> and uh, then COVID hit. And we, we weren't sure what was going to happen. It was just a hobby. Still working my other job. And then moved into a big, uh, well, it was big to me at the time. It was a 15 by 40 uh, storage unit. Worked in that, then moved to a 20 by 40, and then a 40 by 40. And uh, now we're in a big industrial building out in our industrial park here in town. Um, wow. We're building big trailer pits now. Um, we've launched the 500-gallon uh, pit. That's I'm really pleased with the outcome on that. Um, and then we've that got looks beautiful, fire by pits. the way. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty Thank sweet. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with it. Um, so we just sold our prototype. Uh, it's been rented out to a restaurant here in town that just opened up. And uh, then a guy from New York bought it, and it's going to ship out to him Monday, I think. So nice. Um, I'll say goodbye to that. And um, I'm going to build a – I'm going to restore uh, F100, a 1955 F100, uh, and I'm going to put a smoker in the bed of the truck. And it's going to be my showpiece. Nice. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to look at that tomorrow. So we'll, we'll see what happens. There you go. There's your breaking nice. news, Mike. We got it. You know, there you go. breaking news. <laughs> um, so where did, where did the name Cotton Gin Smokers come from? It's a great question. So living in southwest Michigan, having lived, grown up in Texas, and then lived in West Tennessee for a decade, come up here the only white you see is snow and <laughs> you don't drive through fields of cotton up here yeah and so that was one thing that i miss about being back home back in the south and you know i started cooking barbecue and a lot of people saying you know are you gonna open a restaurant and you know i, I toyed with the idea for a few minutes and i knew that if i did i would need to have a southern flair or a texas flair to it and i don't know why cotton gin barbecue company popped in my head mm -hmm. and then we started building smokers in mississippi um i was just doing the marketing and managing from here uh, but they were built, being built down there our, our original shop was in an old cotton gin mm. in amory That's mississippi cool. so when when james called me and said i got a shop for us and he told me it was an old cotton gin i was like you got to be kidding me and mm. i told him the story about you know the name and we both just kind of simultaneously went cotton gin smokers and just stuck and so i called a buddy up and had to make a logo and just kind of went from there so that's now i've awesome. got cotton gin smokers cotton gin fire pits and cotton gin catering nice so oh you do catering yeah. as well i do yeah we do weddings wow. and corporate events and all sorts of stuff uh, i did some uh Congress lady uh, here in Michigan, she's running for Congress. We did a couple of campaign uh, dinners for her the last couple of weeks, and mm -hmm. so we stay pretty busy. Yeah. Now, do you do you use all your smokers for your catering, so you can kind of you I know do. kind of cross promote? I, I do. Yeah, we uh, we use we use all of our own smokers, um, and 
that's uh, yeah I, I want people to see our product and mm-hmm. so if there's a wedding and they want me to have a smoker out there on site we'll bring it out there and um, have smoker up there for them and uh, but yeah we believe in what we make so that's so awesome. uh, do yeah. your do your uh drum smokers only have racks or do you have the ability to hang stuff as well you can hang Mm-hmm. So the the harvester smoker is the one with the front door on there. Yeah, and that's that's the only one we make. Honestly, like, I don't ever sell the other ones. Um, I put three together because I figured you know if we had a good, better, best, or you know a, an economy line, those would sell more. But nobody orders those. So the the harvester has three welded in brackets at the top and everything operates off that bracket system. So you got three different levels, your grate can sit, and then you have a tri, uh, a tri bar that sits in there and you can hang nine to 12 slabs of ribs uh, vertically. So you cook ribs in about three hours. So have, have you done much hanging? No, I have, I've never hung anything like that. That's what it's, to me, it seems like it would be kind of a dangerous feat because if you're not careful, all of a sudden everything is too tender and psh- falls down into your fire you don't hang for the entire time okay you hang for a period and then you first hour Mm -hmm. yeah you hang hang the ribs for the first hour rotate the rack uh, about every 20 minutes and then you'll pull them off after the first hour and you're cooking at 275 and then you uh you wrap them and doctor them up wrap them and then put them back on a grate at that point and finish them off on on the grate so got several competition teams that that roll that way so but yeah i've hung a tri-tip i had somebody hang um uh, a bone-in ribeye um that was pretty cool uh, well fogo charcoal did one on their smoker and uh, then they seared it off on the baffle plate <laughs> it's pretty oh, wow. cool but, yeah wow yeah That's yeah you awesome. can hang anything birds turkeys chicken yeah, the one you built for C Mac looks looks really sharp. That came out really nice. Yeah, that was that one was pretty cool. Nice. So so you started uh so basically this whole thing came from a what, high school project? Um in your welding class and everybody else was welding, you know, other stuff and you just decided you wanted to weld a smoker and <laughs> That's right. So I grew up That's awesome. as a preacher's kid. And um I loved my welding class, but I, you know, I didn't know what to do for my, my project for the year and everybody else was doing cattle pens and things like that. And I didn't have any cows. So I seen a guy at my church that had a smoker on a trailer and I thought, you know, that's what I want to build. So I talked to him about it and he said he had about all $3,000 or so in it. And I was like, I guess I'll build a cattle pen. <laughs> and, uh, but I was determined and I wound up spending, I think like 250 bucks total, uh, on that smoker. I had a guy donated the pipe for it. Uh, I had another guy donate a trailer for it and I just, I pieced everything together. Then I sold it for hardly anything and I've tried to find it <laughs> and it's probably rusted up and, some farm somewhere in West Texas. <laughs> yeah. But, wow. 
Yeah, so that was that was gosh, two thousand one. It's a long time ago. Sure. Oh, yeah. So never never would have thought this would have been what I'd be doing twenty years later. I know, yeah. and and especially with I mean all the smoker manufacturers out there now, you know, you being relatively new to the game, but all of a sudden I mean you're popping up everywhere. You know, I mean your your pictures are popping up. People that have your smoker, you know, it's just you're popping up everywhere, which is which is insane. It's the the amount of growth in the short period of time is awesome. Thank you. I- yeah, it's been crazy. Mm-hmm. Take it one day at a time, though. Sure. Now, what what came first, the um, the smoker or the the fire pit um, from Cotton Gin? The fire pit's just released, so okay. we just did the, just did go with the fire pits so, a couple months ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. So those are still relatively new. So okay. we got to build one for uh, Garth Brooks. I saw that. So he was. That's cool. In town for a concert, and um, the radio station here in town said, you know, if you had a local business, small business, and wanted to donate something for his goodie welcome basket, and I called in, I was like, how about a fire pit? <laughs> and they uh, they went for it, and so we had a pretty cool box made, and, you know, I still haven't heard from him. <laughs> 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 so I was supposed to deliver it. And uh, with the radio crew, and I got shut down by the security team. So, really? Oh wow! Uh, that was a bummer, but right. I still listen to his songs. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I saw that the the picture on your I think it was Instagram, and he had a, a Notre Dame guitar. So that's in Indiana, right? So you must be pretty close to the border, Indiana Michigan border. I'm, I'm, I'm eight miles from Notre Dame. Okay, so you're right on the border then. Are you in? You're in Michigan still, but I, right? But I'm a Longhorns fan. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I grew I up in Ohio. I grew up in Ohio, so I was just hoping you didn't say you're a Wolverine fan or something like that. Then I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna cut you off right now. Nope. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was actually in Ohio last weekend. Oh yeah. So I'm uh, close to Mansfield, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Now, are you going to be um, any plans on doing thousand gallon smokers or bigger, or are you just sticking with the five hundreds and? We just did a seven fifty. Okay. And then we're uh, we do have a thousand gallon that's going to Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan. Um, that's on order. So yeah, we do have plans. Okay. Was the seven fifty the one that was all like uh, like tricked out? Um, with like the orange, the flamey. Uh, I'm trying to remember the one I just posted pictures. Yeah. No, that was a 500. Uh, the okay. 750 was on a sled, and uh, not so funny story on that one. So we got called, and, and it was a space space issue. Um, we're like, just leave it as a thousand gallon, but he needed the space. I didn't have a 750 tank, so we cut. 250 off of the end of it and then capped that that end and we put it on a on a, st- on a stand well mm-hmm. we loaded it on his trailer on a fork with a forklift he got home i had heard from him so that night i texted him i was like well did you get it unloaded and everything okay 
He says, no, it went bad. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so I called him. And he said, uh, I, I'm, I'm just sick to my stomach right now. And I'm like, oh, no, this is not good. He said, we didn't have a forklift lined up on this end. And they were trying to use a, a come along or a winch to pull it off the trailer. Oh, no. Bent the legs. And got to the end. So the, the, yeah, the legs dropped down, four legs, two on each end. And then there was a, a plate that connects goes across uh connects each leg and then long one that goes down the whole body of the the tank and it connects all four together well when he got it on that single piece on the end of the trailer it toppled over and ripped the uh damaged the the smokestack and the counterweights and i was like you gotta be kidding me (laughs) day one but, uh, yeah, he, he wound up getting it fixed by the weekend and had smoke rolling. So, Oh, that's good. Well, Lesson learned, if you buy something scary. big, have a forklift lined have up. A, absolutely. <laughs> to take it off. Yep. <laughs> or a crane or something. Yeah. Is that the one that's got the three doors on it? I'm looking at yes, your Instagram. Right. Hey, okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, how many smokers can you build so, at a time in your shop? Uh, space-wise? Space-wise, um, you know, guys-wise, you know. So there's about three and a half guys that work for me. Um, okay. Got one that just comes in a couple hours a day. Uh, and then I've got a young guy we just hired, and he's been coming in full-time the last few weeks. Um, and then I've got a, a retired fellow, retired from BMW, and um, – we met, gosh, he was building pits here in town. We met through Facebook and then just kind of been hanging out ever since. And he's been a, a huge asset, big help to me, um, coaching and business and knows how to build trailers. I didn't know how to build a trailer when I first started. And, um, so I've been able to learn a lot from him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so we, gosh, we can do several at a time. Um, you know, we kind of alternate between the drums and the big pits and um, bounce back and forth. Okay. So are you making everything to order or are you making stuff that's in inventory that you can ship out right away if somebody just wants like a stock? Well, as far as the the trailer pits, those are built to order. No, no, the, um, the harvesters. The, the harvesters, yeah. So far, those are still built to order, but we're uh, we're getting close to being able to have them in inventory. So, nice. Yeah, we're uh, a whole transition going from built to order to inventory. Because, oh yeah. You know, you start when I started doing this. So I'd buy one drum and the parts for it, and I'd put it together in my yeah. basement. And then I'd order two drums and the parts and put it together, and then four drums, and then finally got up to eight drums. And but now I'm buying, you know. A ton of them at a time sure so yeah it's kind of a transition and you know that what's that it's that balance cheap. between that balance between tying up your money in inventory but being able to turn it over quicker if somebody if somebody right. orders it you get that cash back and then you can reinvest it and yeah that's a tough tightrope to walk sometimes yeah it is it's been a, 
a journey. Um, learned a lot of lessons. Sure. Still learning. Yeah. Still open to, for suggestions. So if you got any tips, I'm open to them. Well, I, I came from a manufacturing background, so that's uh, that's okay. my I love that stuff. So um, maybe I have to come out well, and take a visit a, sometime. Yeah, come on. We've got a CNC plasma table coming yeah. uh, next month. So we we outsourced a lot of our parts, um, and now we're able to we will be able to start making them in house. Had had looked at going overseas at one point and just do said it. no, I, I want to stay. No, I want to stay here in America. Um, but you know when the price of everything was up and everybody else's prices are rising, and I didn't, I, I'm already the most expensive one out there. You know, I I, I needed to bring my costs down. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so decided to stay home. Yeah, but that that adds to your lead time and stuff too. And then you got your money tied up in inventory because you got to order, you got an eight week or twelve week lead time. So then you got to order more parts and yeah, stay home if you can. That's the way to do it. We're staying home. We're not going anywhere. That's good. That's good. And then you can't say it's made in America either. Right. I don't know if you if you're going or if you have time, but um, in August um. There's a mini conference at in Catawissa at Dan's um, Farm and at, Barbecue. At my place, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Kel invited me. Um, what are the dates again for that? Uh, I think it's the 14th and 15th. 14th. It's like a Sunday, yeah. Sunday the 14th into Monday the 15th. My calendar on my phone looks good. I'll have to check my catering calendar. All right. But um, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Could, you could bring, maybe you could not... bring one of your uh, harvesters out or something and show it off a little bit. Yeah. So, so you started with this drum smoker, and you said you just kind of put it together yourself, welded the stuff on, cut some holes, did all that stuff. Now that you are producing them, all right? The correction: I was not welding in my basement. Well, yeah, yeah, but you were. <laughs> there was some welding involved at some point. So you were building these yes. things kind of from your own idea, and I'm assuming each one was was kind of custom, you know, because you didn't have, um, you know, whatever plans or specs. So now that you're building them in a, an environment where you've got other people that are doing the jobs, you've probably got to have tooling and jigs and all that kind of stuff. Do you did you have to design like prints and plans for this stuff, or is it still kind of a each piece is going to have a little bit of its own, in, you know, unique uh design to it we have a we have a template that we use okay and we wrap around the whole drum and oh nice you know we mark everything that way it's the same okay um, each time so uh perfect but yeah we that was that was a crazy thing so you would call me up say hey matt i want a smoker and i'd say okay well i've got three styles of handles three styles of intakes got this that you know you tell me what you want and i could hear people scratching their head on the phone going i don't know you tell me what i want (laughs) yeah so i was like all right i need to come up with some models and so we come up with the sower the reaper harvester and um yeah and then the harvester is the one that's just taking off 
So we've even tried to run ads for the Reaper, and nobody wants that one. Well, because you have, if you're going to add more fuel to it, you've got to take the the top off or uh, something because there's no access to got, it, right? You got all the bells and whistles with the harvester. You've got a hinge lid. You've got no, but the I mean, tri level system. Yeah, the Reaper and the sower, you don't have that front access. So if your fuel's right. all on the bottom, you've got to take the meat off or whatever else take to get everything back down out. To it. Yeah, which right. I imagine that most people would would uh, make sense to, to upgrade to the harvester. So right, and all those um, looking on your website, <clears throat> you got a ton of paint colors there. Like, and you're doing everything in house. Um, you have a paint room. I mean, you know, do you have all that stuff in stock, or again, is it you know if someone orders it, you order it? Right, we have a company uh, that we order our powder coat from, and um, I've got a buddy that does my powder coating for me. So we take the smokers down the road to him, and they powder coat them and get them back to us, and then we reassemble everything uh, and get it ready for shipping. So yeah, we don't do the powder coat in house at this point. Okay. So okay. someday maybe. Yeah. Well, if you got a good source for it and it works for you. So. Yeah, he's he's been a good. We've become good friends, so. Nice. It works out well. Now, I I've not used a drum style smoker, ever. Um, how how accurate? I know that you've got a couple different intakes and exhausts and all that. It looks. Is is it pretty easy to dial that temperature into what you need? Once you once you get uh, it, and if you if you set those those dampers, it'll just kind of hold till. That's right. I know that if I stick my index finger in the intakes and close that cap up to my finger, I'm going to be about two thirty, and then I'll dial from there. So if I want to cook a two seventy five, I'll I'll raise Open it up, up a little bit. Put your thumb yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but they just. They cruise, you know. You just set them and go, and anyway, so it, thing. <clears throat> earlier when you said you had an eighteen-hour cook, you're talking about you put that you put however much charcoal in it, lit it, and set it, and it ran for eighteen hours without adding extra fuel. It ran for eighteen hours. I choked out the fire. The next morning, there was still charcoal in the basket. And how much so. charcoal would you say you started with in there? It's probably about a 10-pound bag. Get out of town. Yeah. So it's the efficiency just blows my mind. It's a 55-gallon drum. Yeah. It's not insulated. But even in the wintertime, I get crazy cook times. So, yeah, that was that was a high of 9 degrees that day that I tested that out. Uh, nine? January. Wow. Nine. Snow on the ground. So, you know four in the morning when I was lighting the fire, it was in the negatives. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Now, how, how easy, um, I remember back in the day I, I built, uh, you know, I got a 55-gallon drum and built, like, one of those Big Papa smokers from the smoker kits. Um, how easy is yeah. it to clean? Can you, you know, do you have to just reach in there with everything or? We've got a scoop that you can reach on there and, and scoop all the uh, crud up, but there's not a whole lot. <clears throat> it mostly collects on the baffle plate. And okay. I just, I, I knock that off, uh, get a flathead screwdriver and scrape it off or a paint scraper 
um, but you don't have a whole lot that gets in the bottom. So, you know, I'll probably clean mine out a couple times a year. That's about it. How many racks can you put in there uh, at a given time? Like how much meat, if you're looking at doing a bigger catering thing, you know, what kind of capacity are you looking at on one of these, um, the single, you know, the harvester? You can get, you can max out at six butts if you're running two grates. Okay. Um, so the, the top grate level and the middle one are a little closer together. And then the long one uh, or the bottom one is a little bit longer. So you would take out the top level and cook on the middle one and the bottom one. <clears throat> but then you would have to rotate your meat. Sure. Because whatever's down below is going to get the most of the heat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's about what you can get. And you can get you know two briskets on there. Okay. Uh, if you run a, a good size briskets, uh, but again, you'll need to swap those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can also grill on it as well. I'm assuming too. You can. It's not really designed for that, you know, because powder coat is a plastic byproduct, and so it does have a a breakdown point. Um, okay. So if you're going much over, you know, 400 degrees, that powder coat will start to break down. So you want to okay. keep it. I've had guys that gotten the temperature up and they've done fine. You know, we just can't guarantee that once you get over that, that higher temperature. Um, but I've had guys that'll they'll they'll smoke a steak, or and then they'll do caveman style down on the charcoal basket um, and to sear mm-hmm. it off, or do it on the baffle plate because <clears throat> it's gonna be a little hotter down there. So looking at the just again from my understanding, the baffle plate. If I'm looking at the harvester and I'm looking at the door, which is about in the middle third of the of the smoker, the baffle plate would be where in that in that related right to that door at the bottom of the door, bottom of the door, and then the, all the charcoals below that. So if you're going to add more stuff to it, <clears throat> do you take that baffle plate out or lift it you up? You can raise the baffle plate. You know, you'd have to get some pliers and yeah, grab all of or some gloves. Um, some guys will run the baffle plate on that longer grate level, so then it gives an okay. air gap, and you can put stuff in under that way. Okay, um, that's a, a personal preference there. Um, hmm. I think it runs about the same. I, don't, I wouldn't yeah. say it runs any better either way. That's cool. I'm gonna have to just order one. <laughs> My wife. Will be I know. Like, I've been oh, thinking the same thing. Another one. Another smoker. <laughs> hey, come on. It's on wheels, so that's good. <laughs> that's right. That's right. What are the um? What are the lead times running right now for, for the harvester? We're we're getting them down. We're about eight to ten weeks right now on the harvester. Okay, that's not bad yeah. at all. No. And even with custom and all that stuff, custom you still about eight eight weeks, eight to ten yeah, weeks. Yeah, give or take. But yeah, it's. I did have some uh, heart issues this earlier this year. I had to go to the ER twice. Uh, went into AFib. And oh. Oh, so actually tomorrow I'm going to have a calcium screen done and then I'll have a stress test and then potentially an ablation. So I got a little behind with, with that going on. Uh, but we've, we're pretty close to getting caught up. Not <laughs> ideal. No, no. These are typical. These are like a, your typical, what? 55 gallon drum size, um, barrels. Have you ever looked at or thought of doing, 
the same concept, but you know, is there something you could go bigger? You know, like a uh, instead of whatever that is, twenty-four inch wide barrel, go to a a thirty or a thirty-six to to are, give are you some placing more. Placing a custom order here? No, I'm just asking if that was something. <laughs> is it available? Is it possible? You know, I'm just looking at capacity wise. Um, well, anything's possible. Okay. All right. Yeah. Would it function? Would the the airflow and everything you could make that work and function the same way on a if the circumference was bigger? Sure. Okay. Sure. Why not? Um, I've seen guys that have gotten 80 gallon and 100 gallon tanks and they've done our drums and they've done them with that oh wow so that's that's a lot more space but they're a lot harder to get those drums oh i'm sure yeah mm-hmm. so you know, 55 is your standard drum yeah and so those are so you buy the drums even in, the, you buy the drums in bare in basically. quantity yeah yeah okay. from the manufacturer and then we we have them done without any paint, yeah. And then go to town. That must be a huge storage issue getting storage? a shitload of yeah, fifty five gallon drums and just you know stacking them. Well, when I was still working in this room, uh, I had a storage facility, and we had them in there, and they got rusted, and I had to sand all of that, and oh. uh, getting them sandblasted. That was a pain to deal with, but. Uh, yeah, no, we've got plenty of space now. Nice. Got lots of storage space. Now, how, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 39. This business is just going to soar for you. It, it's congratulations, you know. That's awesome. It's awesome, Thanks, Mike. But I mean, yeah, they I mean, they're just it's like barbecue. Barbecue places are popping up everywhere. Smoker places are popping up everywhere. You know, but again, like I haven't used the 500 gallon um you know, trailer smoker that you built. But looking at the just looking at the firebox, and when you say it's insulated, and obviously you're from Michigan, so these things can probably withstand the Northeast cold. Where you know, like I had a Meadow Creek, loved it. Um, you know, it was my first smoker, but I think that it could have been built, you know, a little better. And that's what I think. You know, a lot of people are doing now, especially you, is just kind of you know building better. Trying to. That's our goal. Now, I, I, I'm looking at your uh, your Instagram pictures here. They, did I see for the uh, the fire pit? Did I see something that said like a it was a small fire pit? Like, do you have different sizes of the fire pits? We will. We'll have. Okay. So this one, this one's about knee high. It's portable. You can throw in your truck. <clears throat> take it camping it collapses like it, it comes apart i'm seeing the little tabs in it that's right that's right and then underneath the base on the bottom side there's uh, holes and you can put a bolt in there and lock it together and then lift up the whole thing okay um, or you you don't have to have that but so great if at the comp site if you're doing a competition barbecue we've had those several places man they put off some good heat yeah I see you built one. Yeah, for, we're gonna have several for, different for Brett and the SCA. I see that one on your on your Instagram page. Some SCA logo on the fire pit. That's cool. We launched them at the World Championship. Nice. And so we took a, a small batch down there for that event. Now you gotta start building. Uh, you ever see Chimney Cartel? Uh, yeah. Steak cookers. Now you gotta start. You I know, know building I know those, those as well. well. <laughs> Craig, Craig oh, yeah. Carter's. One of my closest yep. friends. He's 
good guy. Does it come with the 100%. grate on top of it? The cooking grate? It does. Yep. Okay. Stainless steel grate. Yeah. So, you, there's so. there's pictures on the Instagram, Mike, of a guy cooking a burger. I don't know if that guy is you or not, but there's somebody cooking a burger on top of one of them. So. That, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's big enough for one burger. Yeah. Um, or a gas iron skillet or Dutch oven. Um, yeah. You want it in on a little something. Uh, one of my customers got their fire pit. And there's a particular company that makes uh, a pizza oven attachment for their grill, but it actually fits perfectly on top of the fire pit. So he's uh, he sent me a picture yesterday, and he's got plans. I think this next weekend he's gonna cook a pizza with his fire pit. Oh, nice! So oh, nice! Kind of cool. That's awesome. So we'll see what kind of attachments we do in the future. But I think yeah, I think. Uh... We could, we could really, um, I'm going to figure out how I can get a smoker <laughs> built ASAP because <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm, I'm actually thinking about, um, you know, kind of, we have a Christmas party every year and, um, you know, I'd like to actually raffle off like a messy Mike's, um, smoker at the end of the year because we invite customers, we invite, uh, distributors and then, you know, um, basically family as well. But I think that yeah. would just be a cool idea. Um, you know just purchase it and then um just kind of either sell raffle tickets or whatever um and just nice you know nice little gift at the end of the season sure yep he's got a sweet orange one corporate gifts there's a sweet orange one on the uh, instagram mike did you see that one no oh yeah it's like uh it's like your color orange man it's pretty sharp looking that the one with your sundance uh, I don't know. It so says not, it's not so Halloween. Now. It says it's not Halloween, but this orange turned out sweet, don't you think? <laughs> oh yeah, that is my orange. It is, man. Yep. You just slap your logo on the front of that door, and it's all set. Dude, that this red one though, the like the red with like the the blotchy, that thing just looks sick. Like that's, it's they're like work of art. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Are you talking about the yeah. trailer smoker? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, those are nice. Well, all right, so I got to get some money because, uh, yeah, we're going to buy fire pits and smokers, and <laughs> my wife's going to hate me. <laughs> the more barbecue p- places we have on here, the more things you're going to want to buy, you know? And you're going to be like, oh, I need to get this smoker. I need to get this smoker. I need to, you're going to you're gonna have to uh, build yourself an extra outbuilding or something to keep all your, your stuff in. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad problem. It's not a – no, absolutely no. not. No. Now, what's what's some of your favorite uh, barbecue spots in Michigan? Well, there's one that just opened up that I've got high hopes for. There's a couple guys that have a restaurant in downtown South Bend, and they opened up a barbecue place um, over in Michigan and over the state line. Uh, and so they were the ones renting one of my pits uh, for a little bit. I've got pretty good hopes that they'll be that they'll do well. There's a a brewery over by Lake Michigan called Greenbush Brewery, and they've got really good brisket. Um, so they do a brisket mac and cheese that's phenomenal. There's a couple other spots here that are, that are pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, but it's you know there's a few miles between the good ones. Yeah. So, uh, and you being from Texas, you probably you know probably not many that compare. Well, yeah, and I lived in in Memphis for ten years, so. Uh, or West Tennessee for 10 years. And so I've got the Tennessee barbecue in me too now. And 
it makes one a little picky. Well, we're all in the, we're all in the same boat because Mike's in New Hampshire and I'm in Central Pennsylvania, and you're in Michigan slash Indiana. So none of those are uh, are heavy barbecue regions. So uh, <laughs> the 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 pickings oh. are slim. <laughs> they are, but you know what? I had some of the best brisket I've ever had in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, where at? Uh, Hess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was just fresh and I got a really good piece or if he's that consistent with it, but he catered a wedding for my wife's cousin. Okay. And I got to talking to him and then he invited me out to their, their facilities and it's actually a pretty neat place. Um, it was an old butcher house hmm. and they still have the tracks in oh, the wow. ceiling That's cool. that operate. <clears throat> and there's a room, um, with, behind that door is where they shop the cows and they've got an old smokehouse in there that hasn't been cleaned out in <laughs> almost a hundred years. Um, and they were, they were using it when I was there. Oh, wow. So it was, it was pretty neat. Nice. Yeah. We're about two hours North of there. So, okay. Very good. We're located. And I nice. saw your Meadow Creek is one of your, uh, distributors or dealers. Yeah. They're, they're smokers. They're down that uh, area too. So. Right now. Yeah. 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 They're fixing to get a shipment pretty soon. So those are, those are just stock, right? You're just selling those. This is the standard, whatever. And then you're going to resell right. them or whatever. Okay. Yeah. The stock <laughs> colors that you see on the website yeah. is what will be um, dealers. And then um, customers can order custom ones from, from the dealer as well. Now, will you ever, do you think you'll ever get to the point where you'll be just buying steel and rolling, um, rolling your own drums, and making them that way? No, no, okay. probably not. Doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, after touring their plants, th- these things are just rolling off of a conveyor system. I mean, these machines just put them together so fast. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they don't even start making them until I'm on property. And then they start my order. So it's not like they make it a week before and or start making it. I mean, it's made while standing there on property. So they, they got so, some pretty high capacity to be able to crank those things out. It's crazy machinery. Yeah. So not the market I want to get into. No, no, no. Now do you have um do you have baffle plates in the five hundred gallon and the seven fifty as well? You know what? We started it off with tuning plates. And we took those out, and we'll put them in if somebody wants them. Mm-hmm. But the second one we built, the guy didn't want—he didn't want the tuning plates. I was like, "Well, they, it comes with it." And he goes, "I'm not going to use them." And so he let me take it to an event before he came and picked it up, just to put some smoke in it and see how it, how it worked without the tuning plates. And I was like. You don't need tuning plates. It's pretty even. I mean, you got, you know, up by the smokestack is the hottest point. Yeah. Um, but it just, it, it just runs. And I was like, I'm not doing tuning plates anymore unless somebody specifically wants them. So those aren't, those aren't reverse flow, right? They're just straight through. They're just a straight traditional. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm looking at the video here online right now. Now, those tanks... You know, if somebody wants a reverse flow, we can do one. Sure, sure. 
those those tanks you're you're not buying those new from a manufacturer are you no. those are no, repurposed they're repurposed propane tanks propane yeah. tanks yeah i wouldn't even know where to find a repurposed propane tank <laughs> never mind find like 10 of them <laughs> they're they're hard to find i'm always looking you got to have some sort of a safety process for purging those before you start cutting and creating sparks to uh you know you don't want to blow up your uh yeah, is that, my fingers crossed. that's your safe that's your safety that's uh, my safety that's good <laughs> nice no we uh it it helps to know people and um i won't mention which one but my local fire inspector is a friend of mine and he brought his water tanker out and filled up a whole bunch of tanks for me oh there you go uh, nice and they did some training some training time for them so oh nice there you go uh, we're gonna nice. we're gonna do some ribs for them later in the summer perfect pays off to be a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah now do you make the um for the trailer smokers do you make the actual trailer as well or do you buy that we do you make everything yep we make everything okay so we we have the That's firebox awesome. um until we get our table the firebox is cut um, at another manufacturer here in town, um, and then we we weld it all together and assemble everything. So we do all the okay. We do everything else though in house. <clears throat> we use the best trailer tires I can find. Um, they're an aggressive off road trailer tire. Um, it's not just a uh, LT tire. It's a legit trailer tire. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And even the tires for the um, the harvester, you can get those um, heavy duty as well. You can do four by four with the harvester as well. <laughs> now, how um, if you were to put that in the back of your pickup truck, how you know how heavy is it? Uh, you probably need a second person to help you maneuver. Yeah, okay. it, you're gonna be about a hundred and thirty, hundred forty pounds when it's fully loaded. Do you mostly do these all with wheels? Or do you do you build some without wheels, and then you know some guys will put them on like a um, like a stone plate for the harvester? Yeah, for like yeah. the you know if, if they don't have the wheels. The the reaper and the harvester both have wheels. The sower does not have wheels. But like I said, okay. I can't tell you the last time I made one of those. I mean, every once in a while somebody will buy one, and it takes me like five minutes to make. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. That one's done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah, if somebody doesn't want to move it, they're going to sit it at their house and that's it. Then maybe they, you know, it works for them. But, you know, we learned about your business. We learned about your smokers. We learned about that kind of stuff. Tell me about your family. You're married. You have kids. You bachelor. Yeah. What's the What's the story? Been married. Um, yeah, you'd think. I was a bachelor with the basketball goal. Well, hey, you, me, never but... you never know. Mike's got all the, the sports illustrations behind him, so. Everybody's got yes. their uh, their thing, so they got their stuff. Yeah, so <clears throat> been married for nine years in October. All right, so coming up on nine years. Uh, my wife's in nursing school, and um, she's got one more year of nursing school left. We've got three kids: seven, five, and two. Whew. So, uh, yeah, we're Kids busy. Busy, yeah, man. <laughs> it does. Yep. It does, and we're done. We're done. Yep. We're done. I feel you. Okay. 
<laughs> well, I, I got three. They're 18, 16, and 11. So it goes quick, man. Let me tell you. It goes quick. Does it get better? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, yeah. Now, uh, now they're working for him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the young, young ages are tough, man. They're tough. But. Yeah. And how was the, um, you know, how was the transition, um, you know, going from warehouse to warehouse and, and managing family at the same time, you know, were you kind of to the, to the point where you were so crazy and, you know, you didn't really get to spend a lot of time with your family, you know, at that particular moment. And now you're, you know, kind of settled in. Yeah. Yeah. There was some sacrifice done. Um, and there are some things I may have done differently uh, if I could go back and do things over. Uh, but I was working a full-time job, um, you know, when this all started. And so the weekends were the only time I had. <clears throat> and um, I was with uh, was an organization called Life Action Ministries. Uh, I was with them for 10 years hmm. um, and then resigned in December to go full-time in the barbecue industry. And um, I was scared to death to, to make that step, but uh, I'm glad I did. It's been it's been good. And now I'm building them a smoker uh, on a trailer. Um, this week we're working on theirs. So nice. uh, it's going to be a pretty cool when we're done with it. It'll be our first painted one. So, um, but yeah, the transition was hard. Um, but I think it's worth it. So Now, do you know off the top of your head how many smokers you built? You know, I lost count somewhere. <laughs> I I should go back and count. Um, I know the first year I built 26. My goal was to build 12. Um, and That's then good. after that, I, I've lost count. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I get some downtime, I'll go back and count them all. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's great, man. Wow. That's cool to see that you went from build them in your basement to build them in a warehouse and you got employees working for you now and you're starting to get some visibility and notoriety not starting to but you're getting more and more of it you know at least on social media and people sharing stuff and uh, that's been uh that's been cool to see so happy for you that's uh, great thank you appreciate that and you know we've got i give a little shout out to my uh Ambassadors. I've got a, a small team of ambassadors. Um, Sap Barbecue, um, Cole Sappington. Um, he's been with me for, for quite a while. Rob and Amy Dopp, uh, Rum Runners BBQ. Um, they cook with the shed uh, professionally, and then they have their own team. Um, so I got connected to them through the shed. Um, and then so they're Good married. old Brad Orson. Oh, Brad. <laughs> yep. Thankfully, he's got a sister to he's help a keep him in line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, they and they've been really good to me over the, the last few years, just um, and helping me out business-wise and um, letting me come to be part of some of their events and just, yeah, been good friends. So, um I greatly appreciate Brad and Brooke and their friendship. So, but yeah, I got to cook with them in Memphis in May last year. So that was fun. Nice. Um, yeah, we got uh, um, Ty Fody, 
um, Spoken Thai. So um, you mentioned Brad, but um, Brad Barrett from Grill Greats, have you had any conversations with him um, to kind of you met, know, work together um, at some point? We met SCA year before last, and we did talk a little bit. Um, I would like to get some grates made for the fire pit um, and put on top of there. Mm-hmm for SCA events. So I think that would be cool to have somebody grill a steak on there. How feasible would it be to get harvesters up here by mid August and one for so Mike and one for me? I'll make it happen. All right. Okay. Done. When do you need a deposit by? When, when you're ready. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll talk offline. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. I'll bring it with me. That means you have to come up here now. So you gotta, you, gotta ch- you better check your catering <laughs> calendar. <laughs> I'll check it as soon as I get off. <laughs> All right. That'll be cool. That'll be fun. And we'll, we'll even fire some up here during the event and see if we can cook some stuff uh, while everybody's here. Show them off a little bit. Yeah. So. That'd be cool. Yeah, because that's what, I mean, at the um, usually at the MBBQA conferences, most of the dinners are cooked over live fire and, you know, any apparatuses that they have there. So I think that would be very manageable to have a couple of those out cooking you know, some stuff and yeah, that'd yeah, be awesome. I love it. We'll make it happen. So Matt, thank you very much. Uh, you know, we kept you, I think long enough. Um, where can people find you? I know, you know, you're everywhere. So, but on Instagram, Facebook, um, your website, let people know. Yeah. We're where on they can TikTok. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram and we've got a couple forum groups on Facebook. Um, there's a community forum that's open to the public. Once you become a customer, we've got a customer one um, for you to join on. Um, yeah, and then Instagram is kind of our main uh, avenue. But, and then our website's where you buy it. It's cottongensmokers.com. Well, Matt, thank you very much. Well, guys, this, I, I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, Thanks for taking some time away from uh, building smokers and wrangling children to uh, come talk with us for an hour or so. Absolutely. Yeah, you're a wicked nice guy, so it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. Um, y'all have to come out sometime, and um, but I look forward to coming out there. Yeah. No, I, I would love to. My, my family still lives in Ohio. It's a little bit of a hike to get up to your area, but uh, I don't know. I'll look at it. We'll, we'll figure something out. That'd be fun to come out. And, yeah. I can uh, scratch my manufacturing and itch. No one's coming to New Hampshire. No, nah, nobody so, goes to New Hampshire anyway. So no, so I'll I'll see you all in August. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Only person I know that lives in New Hampshire, Mike. <laughs> That's it, Mike and and Bernie Sanders. I know he's Vermont, right? <laughs> Sorry, never mind. He's Vermont. Yeah. 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 Same. Settle thing. down. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I think that was a good show. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So tell me. Absolutely. Dan, you have a, what's your place there? What do you do? My wife's family has owned this farm and farm market for 60 plus years. 1955, they started it roadside. They built it up, built a market, uh, apple orchards, peach orchards, cherry orchards, strawberries, pumpkins, all that stuff. And in 2013, we bought a barbecue trailer. Uh, We lived outside Philadelphia we bought a barbecue trailer and moved it up here and sat up in the parking lot for eight years. And then April of last year, we converted uh, some of the indoor space 
That's an old barn loft. We converted it to, uh, well, that's the, the picture you see back here. It's a green screen. But uh, oh, that's what okay. it looks like now. You kind of get a sense for yeah. when it's an old barn loft. And we converted that to a barbecue restaurant in April of last year. So we were hoping to do it the year before, but COVID hit and that all just went to the toilet. So uh, we opened in April last year. So we're in our second year of being inside. So we she runs the market now um, and the farm and uh, the events and all that kind of stuff. And I run the, the barbecue restaurant. And then my, my brother-in-law, he's part of the operation as well. He does all the corn and soybeans and wheat. And he's a pioneer seed salesman and all that stuff. So we kind of got a big commune or whatever you want to call it here. So. What kind of smokers do you use for the restaurant? I have a – the trailer has a Southern Pride uh, SP700 in it. And then uh, last year I bought a uh, Old Hickory ELEDX. So nice. I've got an Old Hickory and a Southern Pride. So I got nice. one of each. They both have their benefits. I don't have any issues with either of them. They both got a crap ton of capacity, so that works out nice. And Mike, what do you do in New Hampshire? Nothing. No, um, so I'm kind of a same route as Dan. Um, we started in 2014 um, with a Meadow Creek um, T, uh, TS250 with the barbecue 42 chicken cooker. So we'd yeah. go to, um, you know, we basically did a lot of on-site catering and all that good stuff. And then um, 2020, we went to SGD. SDG trailers and bought a custom, uh, 30 foot, uh, full kitchen trailer nice. and, um, put I'm in jealous. old Hickory ELEDX on the back of that. And, uh, we've been running that for, for two years now. So nice. we're open I got a um, quote Thursday through Sunday, right before COVID hit. And then I chickened out mm -hmm. and I wish I would have done it because <laughs> now the prices I got, have uh, skyrocketed. Yeah. So I was talking to them. Um, I talked to them for three years before I pulled the trigger. And then I pulled the trigger during COVID because we were looking for retail spots and then COVID hit and I was afraid to move into a retail spot. So I just said, screw it. Let's just find land and get a trailer. So we, we got lucky. Um, we hooked up with um, a great, you know, great family who basically um, I, I rent out their whole entire parking lot. So it's just a huge dirt parking lot. People eat on the back of the tailgate. So I got a couple of picnic tables. Um, but it's, you know, kind of like I'm kind of trying to do what they do in Texas. You know, they eat on the hoods, eat on the tailgates. Um, and, yeah, we're open 11 to 3 or sell out. Uh, we usually sell out in like two hours. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're, doing, we're trying, you know. So. Yeah, we're uh... – in the process of putting in the commercial kitchen at my shop so we can cater out of there and I don't have to rent kitchens anymore. But yeah, I got, I bought out a restaurant here in town that closed down and, um, got a bunch of their equipment and then been kind of just piecemealing it together and, uh, getting ready to do the electrical work and plumbing and all that and get that going. So I'm anxious to have that up and running. Yeah. Renting commercial kitchens or even renting time can be not worth it. I mean, you're looking at, I mean, around here to rent out a commercial kitchen space is like 35 bucks an hour. Okay. 
minimum uh, minimum 14 hours and then if you have a uh, cold refrigeration space it's ten dollars uh, actually no it's fifteen dollars per shelf per month and then uh, freezer space is fifteen dollars per shelf per month and then if you have stuff in like a locked area for dry goods um, that's uh, ten bucks a month Wow well, maybe maybe I have to expand my kitchen a little bit and <laughs> open the rent it out yeah it is fun I used to be a master electrician and you know I'm up at 2 30 in the morning I'm at the trailer by three and I'm at the trailer from like three to six six thirty Thursday through Sunday and wouldn't change it for the world yeah it's uh, good times Matt, it was great talking to you, man. Nice to meet you online. Yeah, Hopefully we'll meet you face-to-face here in uh, a little while. But uh, yeah. thanks for your time. Thanks for for uh, sharing about your business and everything else. And wish you nothing but the the best of luck, man. Hopefully this thing grows and, and, uh, and is the, the household name in at least drum smokers for sure, if not any kind of smokers. So we're, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. Really am. We had a little technical difficulty there at the end, and we lost Matt's connection. So rather than having him jump back on, we decided to just go ahead and end it. But uh, I would agree with Mike's assessment. He's a wicked nice guy. Thanks for listening.